Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci, and this is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2022. Dear friends, the coronavirus infection trend in Italy continues to improve. The positives today are 30% less than last week, and I am among those who have come out of quarantine. I'm negative. The numbers are going in the right direction in Italy. The summer should be fairly quiet. A new study reveals that in 2021, about 13% of the bookings recorded on the TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor portal with Destination Italy involved proposals mainly with food and wine teams. Only cultural tours took in a greater number, 27%, and in the sector steadily occupying the top spot in food and wine tourism is wine, which reports plus 6%. Another strong point seems to be cultural places that are directly related to food and wine. Italy can count on as many as 129 museums of taste, the leader in Europe in this sector. Among the top regions are Piedmont, Emilia-Romagna and Veneto, which boast uh, the, la- the largest number with 20, 18 and 13 museums respectively. In addition, the study reveals that in the future in this sector a closer relationship will be created with the entire chain of raising and growing products for consumption. In particular, there is a clear growth of the world of agritourism, where the number of hospitality structures has grown plus 2% in 2019-2020, especially those offering tasting proposals and other, and other activities, especially outdoors. Despite the collapse of foreign presences due to the pandemic, Tuscany has the highest concentration of agritourism businesses, followed by Trentino Alto Adige, while the one growing the most in this ranking is the region Campania. In addition to the wine sector, the olive oil and brewery sectors are also growing strongly in the tourism mode. <coughs> there are 33,000 young researchers under 35 in Italy who have gained at least one experience abroad during their careers. Of these, nearly 20% leave a country to pursue an academic career outside Italy, but those who return have a higher average level than those who choose to work permanently abroad. In short, the brain drain is a matter of opportunity and not of the skill of the individual researcher. Abroad, therefore, there are certainly more opportunities for young made in Italy academics, but to stay in Italy are not the scholars who are worth less. This is what emerges from a study just presented. Interestingly, 2% of the sample surveyed have foreign surnames, which may indicate that second-generation Italians have also begun to appear in the world of research. The result that emerges from this analysis is that Italy is a virtuous country, extremely performing at a scientific level among the first in Europe and certainly in the top 10 in the world, with a strong propensity for mobility and the return of these brains that move internationally. The countries with which we collaborate most are the United States and Great Britain. Moreover, Looking at the brain circulation in Italy, what emerges is by analyzing researchers with international experience is that while it is true that young scholars from the north, north leave Italy from, for abroad, 23%, those from central and especially southern Italy very often leave their university hub for one located in northern Italy, where centers of excellences are generally located and there are more job opportunities. of academics under 35 years old from the center and 8% of those from the south move to universities in northern Italy. And again, it is the range of opportunities that a given university can offer and not the quality of the researcher that directs the choices. Those in the south who have gained international experience tend to publish more with a qualitative value equal to that of the rest of Italy. 
Finally, among young academics with international experience, there is a trend toward gender balance with 45% female and 55% male in terms of gender parity. Among researchers under 35 in Italy, in particular, the gender balance is better than the rest of research in general and also better than the European average. Despite these, STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics disciplines remain the preserve of male researchers, while female researchers are ahead of their male colleagues in the field of medicine. Next June 12, many Italians will be called to vote for the renewal of their mayors and city councils. Voting will take place in 26 provincial capitals, including four regional capitals. Genoa in Liguria, L'Aquila in Abruzzo, Catanzaro in Calabria and Palermo in Sicily. But contrary to what I said earlier about another topic, there is no gender balance here. Once again, Italian politics lags far behind on the involvement of women in the administration of our cities. Out of, of, of about 60 mayor candidates, only 15 are women, only one in four. And only in one city, Piacenza in Emilia-Romagna, does the race between the two leading candidates see two women competing against each other. Last year, it was even worse, but one in four is certainly not enough. New data on Italian publishing say that the reopening of bookstores to in-person customers has brought a halt to the growth of online that had been continuing uninterrupted since 2019, while physical bookstores continue to recover ground after collapsing in 2020 due to pandemic closures. In terms of share, bookstores exceed half of sales uh, with 52.4%, online shrinks to 43%, large retailers uh, drop again to 5.6%, but unfortunately, small independent bookstores, which on the territory have a sociological function of aggregating and disseminating culture far greater than mere commerce, drop even more. One piece of good news is that young people have started reading again and are making community, but they are radically changing the way they use books. Italian publishers have yet to figure out how to intervene in the real social fundamental for young Italians, which is TikTok. <clears throat> Finally, two pieces of good news concerning Rome, my city. The first comes from the birthday of Google Street View, born for 15 years ago. To mark this momentous birthday, Google has made a special ranking of the most visited places in 2021 on Street View. In the top 10 of the most visited sites in Italy and among the most visited sites in the world, in, in first place in Italy is the Roman Forum, the cradle of Roman civilization and Italian culture, as well as a reference model for ancient Europe. In second place is the lover's home par excellence, that of Juliet in Verona, made eternal by William Shakespeare's immortal tragedy. In third place is Palazzo Pitti in Florence, a symbol of the Medici family's power and home to no fewer than four museums. In the next positions we find the Doge's Palace in Venice, the Reggio di Caserta, the Historical Museum of Castello di Miramare in Trieste, the Uffizi Gallery, the Egyptian Museum in Turin, and the Ferrari Museum in Maranello. But in the infinite beauty of Italy, tourists from all over the world also love to fantasize with vacation spots. Google has also thought of this, releasing the top 10 most visited beaches online. Here in first place in Italy, contrary to what one might imagine, there are not Sardinia, Puglia or Sicily, but Marche. To be exact, the Due Sorelle Beach in Sirolo, a little gem rediscovered in recent years by national and international tourism. <coughs> Next comes the beach of Tuerredda in Teulada in the province of Cagliari in Sardinia, a miracle for the eyes, while in third position, not a beach but a lake, in the unspoiled beauty of Trentino Toarige where Lake Carezza in Nova Levante, not far from Bolzano, stands out. 
But to continue daydreaming, Google reveals that also in the top 10 are Cala Violina in Scarlino in Grosseto and Cala del Leone in Livorno, both in Tuscany, Lazzaretto Beach in Alghero in Sardinia, Ghiaia Beach in Portoferraio on the island of Elba in Tuscany, and finally the coast of Tropea in Calabria, the port of Civitavecchia in the Lazio region, and the La Playa in Castellamare del Golfo in Trapani, Sicily. The second Roman good news is about soccer. Yesterday night, the streets of Rome were full, full of people celebrating with chants and scenes of euphoria, euphoria after local team Roma won the Europe uh, Conference League. It was since 1961 that Roma has not won an international trophy, and it was since 2010 that an Italian club had not won a European Cup. Last year, Italy won the European Championship, but that was the national team, not the club. This is a victory what, that makes many Italians happy, even those like me who root for another club, but we are always happy when someone Italian wins. It's all for now, it's all for today, so I'm telling you that Rome is still celebrating his victory. Uh, I'll see you next Monday. Next Monday will be the last Monday for We The Italian News, because since June we will have only one episode in Thursdays. But I'll see you next Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was We The Italian News. Please stay safe and take care. Ciao from Rome.